0: an animal! I
1: am
2: a human being! God, that's shitty. Yeah.
1: Hi, everybody.
2: My acting chops aren't what they used to be.
1: Welcome to A Damn Podcast. That was Adam Paltcher. I'm Adam Sherlock. We're here with Andy Patterson. Hello. And today we are doing The Elephant Man, the classic 1980 David Lynch film. And to do the uh, quick link-to-link thing, last week we did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind starring Jim Carrey, who is in... The Grinch stole the stole Christmas.
2: What the hell is it? The Grinch How stole the
1: Grinch? How is it? How? How the Grinch
2: stole Christmas? I
1: so. Yeah. And uh, Anthony Hopkins uh, narrated that, and he stars as Doctor Frederick Treves in The Elephant Man. Um, I guess before we get started, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. I'm good. Yeah? Good. Everybody's good. It's going pretty sweet. Okay, good. I sunburned the fuck out of my forehead today. Can you see that? It's like an angry cherry tomato. Wow. Just Your forehead, five head. head? So were just you wearing a headband? Here. Some sort of Pfizer. No, it's just that it's so big. It just <laughs> it catches everything. I seriously, I have, I have like, I have the forehead of Peter Weller, and fucking uh, uh, what's 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 the other dude's name? Ed uh, Ed Helms. I almost <laughs> said no. Uh, uh, Ed Harris. You have a five it's head. Like, I do. It's a five head. It's a fucking movie theater screen. Oh. All right. Anyway. So, the Elephant Man
2: Speaking of movie theater screen Speaking foreheads. of gigantic <laughs> foreheads
1: oh, The Elephant Man <laughs> How you like that segue? Oh, that's nice I know how to do it <laughs> Okay, well, um Synopsis, should we start with? Uh, yeah. Who wants to do the synopsis? Andy, do you want to?
2: Uh, sure
1: um, You just saw it? This is my first time
3: This is your first so time So, you've never seen gentle the gentle mi- with the Be gentle
2: Oh, I thought the First time seeing the movie no, first time doing a podcast with oh, okay. people such as yourselves. Gotcha. Wait, so you've been on another one with people
3: that were nothing like us? My own podcast. <laughs> <In your head laughs> you, you don't put it I up on I anything. don't cast it anywhere. <laughs> no, it's just you. <laughs> it's my own radio show. Yeah. That's what <clears> you're always <throat> listening to. Hey, coming at you live, this is me coming at you. <laughs> With stuff
2: about things.
1: And then every <laughs> once in a while, in the middle of it, you'll give reminders to yourself about things. Make sure to get the oil change later this week, <laughs>
2: <laughs> And we're back. And we're back.
1: All right, so and anyway. So
3: anyway, the synopsis... Uh, uh, okay, so I'm pretty bad with names. So Anthony Hopkins' character...
1: Uh, uh, Frederick, uh, Trees. Fredrick, Do- Frederick Trees, Dr. Frederick
3: Treves. Finds uh, this... Freak show, you know, sideshow, carnival. Uh, hears about this, you know, contorted, distorted man or whatever, and goes and checks it out. Uh, when he sees uh, sees the condition of John Merrick, he, uh, I'm assuming, he thinks at that point, like, I think I can help this guy, right? And uh, at least get him out of this horrible condition that he's in now. And uh, and it's sort of a I don't know for me it seemed like um uh, a Frankenstein kind of a kind of a movie where uh the same kind of plot where where you have this person that's like instantly offensive to people when they see him cuz he's so like, grotesquely deformed and yeah. people are scared of him and people think he's dangerous and things like that and uh through the course of the film he is um civilized uh you know right but but the difference is i think is that i i felt that john merrick had that in him already and was looking for you know some opportunity to express himself like like uh the scene where um He finally talks to to the doctor says the first words. Right. progresses pretty quickly into just like normal speech. And he understands and he can read and write and I guess this like like he
1: was afraid to talk
3: and uh and I I mean,
1: there had to be some kind of a precursor that he didn't speak before because it was easier for people to just think that he was this monster, they screamed and then they left him the fuck alone and he didn't have to Try and interact with them or anything like that, and he could just be left alone. You know, right. I, I get, I get that it was a, on some level, a defense mechanism for him. Well, to that, not uh,
3: talk. when Cindy and I were watching with, uh, watching it today, we were actually talking about that, like why wouldn't he talk? Uh, and you know, would that would that be worse or better to not be able to express how you're feeling about it? Well, you know? I think
2: one thing too, even though this was made in the '80s or 1980 by David Lynch. I mean, it's actually set in the nineteenth century, you know, and that's definitely a time period where everything is kind of less accepting for any kind of difference, and well, I think that's yeah. part of the reason why he made it in that time and, and why it's black and white and stuff like well, that. Well, and there's
1: and it's yeah, it's the it's the 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 start of the industrial revolution. There's the great scene where uh, Doctor Doctor Treves is uh, examining that guy who had been. Uh, uh, mauled by some machine that he was using and how he he There's the great part where he says like a machine can't be reasoned with and that it's this new phenomenon. The other thing that was new at that time was, was this idea of, 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 well, medicine in general. I mean, they were just barely touching the surface of that stuff. And so something like, uh, uh, John Merrick, where he had this horribly disfiguring disease was a really big deal. Like people were really interested to find out what it was. And, you know, on top of that, even by today's standards, It's an insane disease, I mean, it is, you know, it's called uh, uh, Proteus Syndrome is what it's It's, now actually considered to be, and Mm -hmm. his was still the most advanced uh, case of it ever on on record. Now that was
3: something that was interesting for me, and I was having a little trouble getting over what I thought was a plot plot hole. where the opening scene is his mom being trampled by, by the elephants. Oh, yeah, the
2: classic Lynch beginning. Though. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> surreal. And Just a bunch of weird yeah. shit fading in and out. You don't know what it means yet. And The clearly, ending was also like... It's kind the, of like... I cartoon. mean, you're watching
3: mm-hmm. it, and, and for me, it was like... Uh, uh, it wasn't very David Lynch-esque.
1: You know? no, no, I remember that
3: even back in the day seeing... Because I saw that when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and then I saw, you know... Uh, Wild Hard and yeah. Blue Velvet and right. you know, This is very Dune mainstream as far as the yeah. storytelling goes. And there's not much weirdness. I mean, there's the opening scene, there's his dream sequence, yeah. and then there's the ending where you get the very Dune, like the yeah, woman. The like, the, yeah, and yeah they're they're with the face, the all superimposed and stars. And stars. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: and then there's a couple other moments where the camera seems to follow down into the sewer pipes. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of moments like that, but you're right. And I think even more than it just being mainstream, it has the look, of an old classic black and white film, it has these long, big, really basic-looking pans. Where yeah, mm-hmm. in the beginning, he's in the carnival, and it's following him down. And yeah. once again, I'm doing this really Alley cool way. thing with my hands, but nobody will <laughs> see that. But yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I think that there's a uh, it, it's it's done it's it's done so well in that way that that you do kind of forget, like, oh yeah, this is fucking. Eraserhead, like, mm, weird right. shit well, David Lynch The, the right?
2: actual guy, when he, when he died I read this when I was researching it When he died, um, they they cast what his body looked like And they used and those they used casts that For John Hurt's you know, yeah. makeup and stuff like that So the actual guy who, who really looked like this It's like a replica of exactly what he looked like Well, and let's talk so, about John Hurt yeah. for a minute
1: Because, yeah, I mean First of all, for any actor To be able to portray Anything other than Either real base-level sympathy or total horror at being in that makeup and acting, the fact that there is so much more, there's a very complex depths, uh, you know, there there are definitely parts where you, you feel true sympathy for them and other parts where you feel like... I mean, there's almost like a third level to it where you feel like, is it even a freak show-esque thing that I'm watching well, I really this? I really
3: like how uh when he speaks and not just the first words with the and all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. but but when he speaks it's almost effeminate. It's it's like this yeah. really sweet, yeah. innocent, like mm-hmm. like yeah. uh like someone from like, like he, someone from high society in Victorian Right. And like like you, you really enjoyed yourself tonight at the at the uh opera, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like,
0: Oh
3: yeah, yeah <laughs> like, a wonderful Yeah life. like you know yeah. so like and then you know in the, the part where he's uh, just, just before everyone comes in and messes he's, with him, he's, and like, he's in his suit and kind of dancing around and uh, being right, very yeah. regal and, like, yeah. you know, stately and everything. I thought well, that, that is... brought a sweetness to oh, him. Oh, definitely. You know? his, his definitely. Whole,
2: I mean, he's, he's definitely a sweetest guy, a sweetest character ever. Like, he, I mean, he's fully fully human, but, I mean, Lynch builds this huge intensity... Uh, for the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie, wondering what he looks like. You get little glimpses, but they mm-hmm. don't really show you him until about 30 minutes into Until it. the
1: nurse walks in to give him the suit. Yeah, and
2: yeah. he they, he just builds this huge intensity, and he's got that creepy breathing under the mask like you were doing. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, oh,
1: that mask with the one eye hole does not help. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just definitely That adds.
3: actually gave me nightmares, and because I also... What, earlier today? <laughs> yes, earlier today. watched I had a daymare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a daymare. <laughs> but when I was a kid, it gave me nightmares. Be- also because I, I, my mind melted that with uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two when <laughs> okay. Jason wore the sack and yep. before the mask. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's so so all sort, sort of just, one movie yeah, when it were a just, kid. Just, burlap
1: sack with one eye hole is just, there's nothing a good bad, going bad on there. A bad, thing, right? There's yeah. nothing, nothing... Well, and I think that's a safe there's assessment is if you're ever internet. walking down the street and there's a guy with a burlap sack <laughs> over his face, odds are there's not good stuff going on under there he's in not, one way or the he's other. He's supermodel. No, he is Well, isn't. even
2: though he's deformed and hard to look at, though, um, you know, you kind of get used to him after a little while. You and, do. And you don't... It doesn't bother you as much as it did at first, which is kind of the effect I think the movie is kind of supposed... trying to bring to you that... Well, once you get to know this guy, you know, yeah, you know, but uh,
1: you know, at the same time, I also like the fact that there's, uh, you know, Lynch doesn't let you off the hook that easily by thinking like, you know, oh, he looks so fucked up, but he's this really sweet guy who's very refined. I mean, in some ways he is, and in other ways he's so naive because he, he spent oh, so much of his life being treated <clears> the <throat> certain way that he says things that people that are in regular society and have been around other people. uh, uh, regularly wouldn't say, or they Mm -hmm. wouldn't act this way, or they wouldn't take liberties, you know, like when, uh, um, uh, Anne Hathaway, am I saying the right name? I think so, yeah. Uh, when her character comes in and gives him the book of Shakespeare and then gives him the, the portrait of herself, he puts it on his, you know, bedside, uh, uh, dresser along right next to the photo of his mother. And it's like, that's a strange thing to do, you know, for, I mean, in that's one of those things where someone who did exist in a refined society wouldn't I mean they would say thank you and be very mm-hmm. gracious, but they wouldn't put it next to their bed and say, I'll put it here by this picture of my mother. I mean, right there you suddenly get like, Oh my God, this guy is an eggshell. Like be really, really careful with but him and his
2: naiveness makes him super sweet though, I think. It does, you know. but I just
1: think I like mm-hmm. that Lynch doesn't let us off the hook that easily to be like, Oh nobody's fine. I mean right. he, yeah, You know, because there's a lot of levels to that. Like, you know, the idea that uh, later in the movie there's the the character of the the uh, night watchman who is making extra money on the side by b- bringing people bites. down uh no not bites bites is the uh, freak show uh, oh, okay. guy it's the other guy the night watchman guy yeah, I uh who has right. the really amazing cockney <laughs> accent i just wish i could imitate <laughs> that it was so just like i hey, boy like what the fuck no. but uh you know, and he starts bringing in all these people at night to see him, and they're fucking with him. I and love they're... that
3: part at the bar where he's reading the. Then he's like, "You got to check this out." To his buddy, right? T- takes the beer from his buddy, drinks it, puts it down. And like, yeah. You got to read this, and his buddy's just like,
0: "Ah,
1: ah!" Yeah. <laughs> and everyone, everyone, in the bar shuts up. Shuts up. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I <it> was like, <laughs> yeah. man, that guy should be a door guy. He's, it's got, <laughs> he's got some power, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, uh, the the fact that. You know, To to sort of show that level of naivety That he has Is that when that night watchman comes in With all these people and they're fucking with him And they're doing all this horrible stuff He doesn't tell anybody And I think the reason why At least what I got from it was that He's so embarrassed That in some form he's still being treated that way That he doesn't want to say anything about it He doesn't you know, he doesn't go to Dr. Treves or any of the nurses and say, hey, look what they're doing, because he's used to being treated that right, way. Right, yeah. And well, so that, there's yeah, that's still something that. to consider
3: is that, that that's just normal to him. Yeah.
1: And it's like him being in the hospital
3: and people being nice to him is some sort of, Freak accident. Yeah, it's treat. just a, it's you know people don't act that way. It mm-hmm. is yeah. normal or people messing with them? That, him all
2: that the time. scene where they go and pour the liquor on his face is seriously one of the most saddest, depressing things yeah, I've uh, ever. He, <laughs> uh,
1: the guy makes him uh, kiss the prostitute. Uh-huh. And oh yeah. it uh-huh. is. It is. It is so it's, hard to watch. It is. Um,
2: <laughs> it's like painful, like depressing though. This movie seriously just sticks in your head. I mean, when I saw, I thought about it the whole night and the whole next day, just like because it just. It has that kind of, uh, I don't know, just something about it just really makes you think about uh, how you treat people, Well, I yeah, guess, I mean, you know? and that's something,
1: you know, let's talk about that for a minute. The idea, there's this, there's this real grand dichotomy happening in the movie uh, where on one end of the spectrum, you know, you have John Merrick who looks so horrib- horribly monstrous. And then you have these certain group, certain people that are being nice to him and doing these wonderful things for him. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have all these people who are, who look normal and are acting monstrous. So you have that. But then there's another lay under, layer underneath it where Treves is wondering, am I just putting on a new freak show for him? Yeah. yeah, I've I've improved his life and that's <laughs> a great I've kind of made scene. him into a curiosity. Yeah, and that's a wonderful scene where he's yeah. sitting up and first the nurse berates him saying, "Did you see those people that, that were in that's there?" The
3: amazing part is that the the nurse comes off as as cold and heartless at mm-hmm. first but then she drops some big knowledge bomb yeah, on Yeah, she's the one who really <laughs> like, sees everything. Like, you're doing the everything. same thing that he had before, yeah, you know? Yeah, you're mm-hmm. parading him around for society. Yeah.
2: He definitely has times of doubt, though, you know, where he's like, yeah, he am does. I really helping him? But I think his character truly does want to help him out. He you know?
1: does. I mean, there is true compassion and he truly becomes his friend but, you know, once again, like, Lynch not letting off, letting us off easy by by showing us all these different layers and making you yourself think about it and go, well, like I'm watching the movie, am I feeling a forced compassion because he's this disfigured character? And there's something interesting about that. Uh, on some of the reviews that I read about it, about this idea of, you know, uh, people saying, "Oh, well, you're so brave because you're you're facing this huge adversity," but are people who didn't choose to face the adversity as brave, or were they just put in this law? That's interesting.
3: Uh, when uh, the scene when he's at I think it's it's not the opera, right? It's a play, I guess. Right? Yeah. They don't really Yeah, yeah. I, I, anyway, but when when uh when um the lady comes out that had given him the the picture in oh, yeah, the, the standing book, ovation, the standing ovation yeah, and everyone's like standing and hooting yeah. and hollering and like just this overwhelming applause. Yeah. It kind of made me a little uncomfortable like what what are they what are they applauding exactly really? like it, the overcoming human adversity or like the fact that it, it, it's like uh um I know this is like so off topic and weird rant but on the office recently there's a there's an episode where the uh the, a, a new lady is working there and to and to mess with her uh Dwight tells her that. Uh, Kevin, the big heavy guy, yeah, yeah. is mentally retarded. Yeah, oh, cool. and so for the whole episode,
0: <laughs> so for the whole That's episode, so I just he's saw like, that episode too. he's That's like, uh,
3: you know, getting uh, uh, chips or whatever, and she's like, she's like, do you need me help? And he's like. Uh, I just don't know what I want to get. And She's like, "Well, what do you like to eat?" You know, like, he, and then he goes on an errand and he gets in his car and she's like, "You drive?" And Yeah. He's like, yeah. And She's like, "Good for you." Yeah, and and so it's that kind of it's that kind of vibe of like, you know, are they just applauding because like you know, poor you, right? Or you know,
1: I mean, so. well, it is one of those things that's interesting, and you just think that you you, you have to, if nothing else, take it uh, for what he saw it as, which was. Them accepting him into their society, yes. even though even though you know that's a naive thought, and even though you do think about all those things like you just mentioned, you you have to. You, you, well, you sure. I and mean, when, that when level, I see that you part, no it gets choice. me it yeah. gets me
3: misty, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. so sweet. But there's another side to it where I'm like, you guys are all
1: dicks, you know? Yeah. Like, you know,
3: <laughs> what are you what are you clapping? Well, for?
1: and on top of yeah. that, a lot of you have probably been at that freak show, maybe not seeing him specifically. But, right, but 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 because you got, because he got
3: the endorsement. Of, yeah, of, of Doctor Treves I, Well, no, no of the, the, of the lady. oh the oh the lady. Yeah, you're right. The, yeah, the, the other, other the, one's the, like, the lady. well, if, if uh, Lady About Town loves him, then you know maybe we got to get on it. So maybe it's like, you know, some sort of a. Uh, Weird fashion trend that, like, you know, say J-Lo decides that, like, green hair is cool. So <laughs> right. everyone starts having green hair or whatever. Right. Just, like, almost like this uh, mob mentality
1: in, in yeah, a sense, Of course, you know? to be more fair, it would be that j suddenly thinks that it's cool to have a club foot. <laughs> and so everybody goes out and tries to become friends with someone who has one. That's what it would be. Wait, she because not everybody can go she goes and, get, out and buys a best friend with a club foot. Yeah, Look like, how cool! Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, which you know could happen. Who yeah. knows? I don't know. You know, I never thought the skunk hair dude was
3: going to take. Maybe she'll listen and, and yeah, we'll see. Club foot, yes, yeah. the way to go. J-Lo, if you're listening, please respond to the damn podcast mood. at
1: yeah.
2: gmail.com.
1: <laughs> Something, some song about being at the club with the club foot, or I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's uh let, let's go through a couple other uh uh, uh favorites. I, I have a couple of favorite scenes that I'd love to kind of mention. Um, maybe even not favorite scenes, but just stuff that I thought really made the, the movie more interesting. Um, the rules uh that the hospital had about incurables, oh, I thought yeah. that really showed how dated. Sure Uh, uh, The time period is In which it takes place Because You know like that That wouldn't happen now Like there's places For people who have These sorts of 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 ailments But at that time I mean it was literally like We're wasting our time With this guy What are you doing You know And I thought that was Really interesting Um I thought the voting scene where all of yeah, the administrators of the hospital, yeah. and then a uh, 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 princess uh, uh, Alexandria shows up with a letter from the queen. Yeah, that was an incredible scene.
2: Yeah, that was
1: cool. Um, probably even more so than the beginning and the end of the movie. The most Lynchian part to me is after um, Bites shows back up, essentially kidnaps Merrick and takes him to I think they're in Italy. And I think one of the reasons, uh, one of the reasons why they did that is I know that. Uh, during that period of time, uh, freak shows uh, became illegal in England, mm. and so I think it's one of the reasons why they're obviously in another country and he's speaking some other language. Has
2: to take a train back or whatever. Yeah,
1: and they and uh, which I guess you can't take a train from well, England I, to you know Italy, but, Italy, but there's a train. I guess was, there was a boat too. There was some sort yeah. of train. There was a off. boat. There was. Um, and uh, uh, you know, and 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 Merrick's there, but his health is obviously failing. His hair is turned white, mm-hmm. and he. Can't even perform at the freak show, and so uh, Bites gets really drunk, beats the shit out of him, and puts him in the baboon cage, which is just like that's freaky insanely with the fucking- yeah. spooky. Yeah. And then, in mm-hmm. the most Lynchian moment, all of the oddities from the freak show
0: let him out
1: and take him through the woods. And there's the one guy, and I don't know his name, but uh, he's uh, he's. Uh, I don't know what they like to be called, but he's a little guy. He's a little guy. A little guy. But he doesn't have the sausage fingers. <laughs> no, the, he has the thin, <laughs> thin fingers. Uh, anyway, he's in Time Bandits and a couple other uh, oh,
2: that's where uh, I've seen
1: movies. It. But, uh, you know, and, and he's got the lantern and they're leading him through the woods yeah. uh, back. And Willow, I thought,
2: he's probably in Willow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were all in Willa. Oh God! Wizard of Oz. I'm gonna, I'm gonna apologize. We didn't learn anything from this movie. Are we, we doing, doing, top, are we doing the top
3: five Little People movies?
1: Oh,
2: we should not tonight. Oh, okay. Is that you what they like do to do be called?
1: It. I think dwarves. I think I... Dwarves. Dwarves. <laughs> dwarves? What's, <laughs> an, what's an elf? Is that a... No, we all, it's a we are logical creature. That's uh,
3: we
2: obviously, obviously not not haven't real. learned anything from this movie. <laughs> no, we haven't. We have learned no
1: compassion. <laughs> this, Only uh, if it's makeup, like, baby. Only if it's makeup. So
3: we're going to be talking about Elephant
1: Man tonight. A laugh
3: riot. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, it's a
1: oh, it's a hoot. Um, okay, one other scene that I thought was was the truly incredible. Uh, one of the other scenes I thought was truly incredible is is uh, after they brought him the, to the. The hospital. He hasn't spoken yet, and uh, Doctor Treves and his associate are sitting are standing there after uh, giving him his room, and uh, you know he says, "Well, he's he's probably stone deaf. He's an idiot." And then he sits there and he says, "Or at least I pray to God that he's an idiot." Mm -hmm. And then later, once he can talk, and the hospital administrator says, "Doctor Treves, when you're finished here, I'd like to see you in my office." They goes, they go down, and you think that he's going to be like, "Oh my God, it's a miracle! He's smart, blah." And instead, he just he's so mortified with the fact that this guy isn't an idiot that 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 he actually understands his condition. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he he his heart is broken for that yeah. minute that that administrator is, and he says, "You know, can you even you can? We can't even begin to imagine what that what that poor man has gone through." Right. And I just thought that that's so great, and and and. There's something about the editing in the movie where it, the movie works so well because every time there's this big scene that's encapsulating like that, that pretty much ends with this high note, uh, a single piece of dialogue to explain the scene you just saw. It goes to it fades to black and so, then starts into a new scene. And yeah. I just thought, man, I haven't really seen a lot of movies that that il- illustrate that idea of going. We're not going to go linear here. We're going to show you these things. To, well, to show yeah, you, you what and is And there's a couple on.
3: scenes where you think that it's going to escalate even more yeah. and then it cuts it and cuts goes and, to and the goes the to black and goes to the next that, thing yeah.
2: obviously the the famous line from the movie that I did at the beginning of the podcast I mean that scene itself that's a great oh my you're god like, yeah. like all these people are chasing him because they want to see what's under the mask yeah. and everything and they do and it takes it off and but in one line, he says that he's like, "I'm a human. I'm not. I'm. I'm not oh, an I animal. A man. I'm a man. Yeah, and that is, And that, And then yeah. they look then, at
1: him, and then. Yep. And yeah. the cops show up. Fade to black. black. Yeah. yeah. And I. Yeah. That's it. That's incredible. Um, let's talk about the ending really quick, uh, and then I, I have some trivia stuff. And so I being I,
2: mean like a normal person, and I'd
1: like to talk about. Uh, I have yeah, some let's... questions about the ending. Yes.
2: Okay.
1: So. So let's set up the ending really okay. quick, um, and I don't think that we've. I think any anyone who hasn't seen this movie at least knows the story of of John Merrick, the Elephant Man. And, it's actually Joseph and, Merrick. It's yeah, it is Joseph Man. Merrick. It's it's uh, uh, a misquote from uh, Frederick Treves' book, actually, um, and uh, but they they know they, they know at least the story, and they know. Uh, a lot of the elements of the story at the, at the end of it a- after he has been brought back from being uh well he wasn't brought back he made his own way back to the hospital in London from uh being taken back again to the to the carnival sideshow. uh he's taken no
3: he was brought back because the police escorted him
1: back yeah I guess but he made it all the way back to the oh, train right. station okay. on his yeah, own yeah, so he yeah. was trying to get back yeah, yeah. and uh don't fuck with me man. yeah man, no, <laughs> man. told you my first time I didn't think about that. <laughs> He he I'm sorry, no, you're doing good <laughs> You're doing great Um, And uh, he gets taken to this opera or, or play or musical Or whatever exactly it is And then he gets the standing ovation He goes home that night And he's just elated And he stares at one of the pictures One of the drawings on his wall Which is of a child sleeping And, and his entire life His head was so heavy That he was unable to to sleep like a normal person, he would have to sleep hunched over with his head resting on his knees. If he laid down normally, uh, it would cut off his windpipe and uh, he would die. That was my question. Yes, I was. I, I never. They mention that... it a They mention it once or twice. Yeah, they mention yeah, it. I maybe, mean, I, I, I just
3: figured it was uncomfortable unfair. for him. So I didn't know that because when Cindy and I were watching it, we, we were wondering if that was uh, that move to sleep. Like, that was of a suicidal nature, or... Yeah, and that is, and that is
1: probably, if I had one actual complaint, it would be that we sort of go into this Kubrick-esque 2001 ending after we see him fall asleep. yeah. Just for people who don't know the story well enough, like, even that, like, in 1903, Joseph Merrick, like, even if we had that little, like, written down thing at the very end after all of the stardust and fairies and shit, like, that would have been okay, and I don't mind it, it's fine But I I, I I, thought of that At least in the idea of like Yeah, but I know, so I wonder if they do, people who
2: don't know They do mention um, that he does have to sit up to sleep Or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. earlier on And then they also do show that picture that he's talking about saying, And he says, I wish I could sleep like a normal person Well, yeah, and I
3: knew that, but I thought it was a comfort thing yeah. Or just a physically unable to
2: well, re- And so actually, not eye only eye eye Not, not like
1: only at cutting off his air supply But when mm-hmm. he actually Uh Fell asleep like that that last time to sleep like a normal person. Um, it it snapped his his neck. Well, oh. the way uh, of his head actually snapped. Oh. His neck the fact that
2: him. I think you know with the the play and him getting standing ovation and stuff made him feel like a normal person. He wanted to, you know. I think so. Going that, home, was, going so home that was so. That was the night,
3: question that I was left with. Was it okay? I've. Had the greatest day I'm ever gonna and have. I'm, I'm with you
1: on this one. I, think, if we were gonna I say. might as
3: well like end it the way I, I want to end it. Yeah, no, but it's gonna end here. Yeah, sure. as opposed to I want to be a, a, a normal person and actually be a real boy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were. <laughs> oh, it's a laugh riot. Uh, they're almost like real people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, oh my god, Lord. Oh God. But uh no well and I wonder that too. Was it suicide or was it the naivety of so many people telling him you are normal? Right. I mean, I wonder. I mean it's hard it's it's really it, hard it to say. It seemed to
3: me that it was a, a conscious choice. That that's knew, kinda too, what I believe
1: too. And I and I, I guess I guess I kinda do think that it was that and if for no other reason then he finished the cathedral, uh, the model of the yep. cathedral had been building, and he signed it. Mhm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right before we went to yeah. bed, you know? And I, and I do think that there's, there's something about that. And, and to go back, I don't think we ever actually talked about this. We got off on a tangent about David Lynch. But uh, to get back to that very beginning and what and, and what comes once or twice later in the movie, uh, these scenes of his mother being attacked by the elephant, which is obviously a fictitious story, but I'm just wondering if it has something to do with him... Believing that, having been told it since, see that was that being was, a child. Yeah, that's what I was. I was trying to say
3: earlier, and then I I got sidetracked. But um, yeah. it happens a lot. It, it yeah. On, on, well, when we do it's these, the I listen to him back, and I'm
1: like. Oh, but I was totally going somewhere, <laughs> right. and then we were talking about Big Macs and <laughs> right. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like we always. But
3: I do. wondered about. I mean, I didn't know what the actual name of the affliction is, but yeah. it looks a whole lot like elephantitis. That's, right. That's you why know? I
2: thought he was named Elephant Man. But they He's, make it right. seem like oh, his mom was. Attacked by an elephant, and that's why he the Which is which, which I think is a, a little bit of a plot
0: hole because
2: yeah. getting stepped on by an
3: elephant wouldn't make the bones grow bigger like that. Yeah. They just right, but that's up, just that's just know? the freak show story. That's just what they say. So that, so that's so he, interesting this, if, this, if that's uh, the
1: real explanation or if that's what his explanation. That's what been. his understanding was due to the fact that he had been he had overheard that story being told to all the crowds uh, at, at the carnival, um, and what the actual affliction was, was this Proteus, uh, syndrome. And actually they've, they were able to, uh, I found this out that they were actually able able to trace lineage and find out that his sister, I don't know. And I don't even know. I mean, it's something I read online, but there was no explanation of how they found his sister or, or anything like this. Um that she was afflicted with it to a certain degree too, to a much lesser degree. Right. But that she had this uh Proteus uh syndrome. There's something about it where the genes are uh the, the genes tight. the genes are tight. Yeah. <laughs> That's because of that huge ass. No. Um The g E N E S fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> God. My God. They uh They start to take on a, uh, uh, when they mutate, they take on a mosaic pattern, and they actually said that the majority of his uh, tumors on his chest and his back were in a mosaic, Mm -hmm. kind of geometrical-looking shape. his back is fucked up, yeah. Yeah. Well, they said the only two parts of his body that weren't affected were his Mm -hmm. genitals and his, uh, I guess... Uh, left arm Left arm, left arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah Those are the only parts Of his entire body yeah. Which is like You know The one part Where you want it You don't <laughs> even do I mean You got that going for okay. it. Yeah, yeah. So hey man
3: I mean, Hey man If I enough.
1: gotta throw A burlap sack Over that To go to the club I'll do it <laughs> Oh my <laughs> Christ with Okay one one Anyway I think
3: the least Of his worries Yeah With one hair hole. On his palms You know <laughs> what yeah, I mean Yeah Hey Come on
1: <laughs> Good God all right. Well, that was uh, our wait, review. No, no, well, let's let's go through. We got. What I got. I talk gotta, a bit more. Okay. I got. I got some uh, trivia stuff too. Oh, I thought we already um, did that. The, okay. the original. Uh, the 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 uh, the story that this was based on uh, was a play, and the play version of it uh, starred uh, for quite a while David Bowie actually as the as the Elephant Man. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. In the play version. Um, there's lots of inconsistencies with the real story um and you know this this is one of those things where you go but it's a great movie exactly. and it has yeah. all the subtext and all these levels and it has a great story arc and a great character development in all these ways but in real life a Merritt could talk and did and and Merrick could talk but it wasn't Doctor Treves who like willed him to talk. Mm. He actually had to have three massive surgeries to his jaw and face before he could talk because mm. the, like half of his mouth was actually sealed shut. Yeah. So he knew how to talk, but he just couldn't. But he could he could mumble and and get along at least well enough that the character of Bites, played by Freddie Jones, uh, is completely fictional. Hmm. And the actual guy that was. That, that had him in the freak show was his business partner and they were friends hmm. and so that part is not true um, The him being kidnapped and taken back to the freak show never happened and the, now the scene of him saying I'm not an animal, I am a man and the hordes of people going around him did happen but it happened the first time that he went to see Dr. Trev- uh, 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 Frederick Treves and he sought out Treves Treves didn't find him Oh. He sought out Treves to be like hey, "You're ruining this what movie the fuck for me. is wrong with me? Can you help me out Well, but, 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 I'm I, think just that it, but I think that it, it lends itself to show you like that you know it it not not it doesn't need to be like oh it's not it's not true so I don't like it I oh, mean exactly no you I, know
2: I, it, it's, the fact that it's a great story and it and it has everything you want in a movie in a story like that the fact that it didn't really happen. It doesn't affect most that movies. Much. Don't really happen, but, but like, there
3: is something to be said about uh, doing a movie that is based on true events, <clears throat> where you're just like, "No, we're going to change that. That doesn't really work for the story well, we're going for." Great, so, we'll, Andy, we'll when we
1: when we make this movie of your life, um, <laughs> we're going to make your mom a total asshole. I hope that's okay. <laughs> it really helps your character arc. I want it to be real but I'd like to be told.
2: Well, a great tie into One that. One word,
1: loosely. If you just loosely based, you're fucking good, man. The, great you could thing build a about spaceship that is, at uh, the end. On
2: Fargo, the, at the beginning, they say based on a true story, but it's not actually based on a true, true story. They just threw it in there. Dude, did you know that, yeah. that
1: some lady uh, like like from China or something saw that movie and saw that it was based on true events and like bought a ticket and went to North Dakota and like went down that stretch of road digging for the, oh, the really? money, and she like yes. froze to death. No way. No, that's sad. <laughs> it's probably total bullshit, but I heard that, and I just
2: love that story. Well, the fact that they didn't, people are like, you can't do that, and he's like, why not? <laughs> yeah, sure. Nobody knows. So, Screw it. Who knows, but anyways. Um, the
1: the one other thing that I wanted to say that I thought was really interesting is the main producer, the guy who put this whole movie together, got David Lynch to direct, David Lynch to direct it. There it is. And, um, Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks. Yep. And then he uh, took his name off of almost everything because he didn't want people to think it was a comedy. Wow, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Wow. And he saw Eraserhead and he ha- had the rights to the Elephant uh, Man story and was like, that's my guy. Wow, so, that's amazing. Yeah.
3: I like the little, uh, just a little tidbit. I like, one of the things I love about David Lynch is how he uses uh, the same actors. In all of his movies Not yeah. all the time But there's always that one Just like you guys connecting uh, Eternal Sunshine As yeah. Mind with it. There's always that w- Yeah, you could go David through Lynch's All movie, of Lynch's it's movies It's like a Where's Waldo For mm-hmm. me It's like, where's that guy And yeah. uh, Vinny Jones Beats Bites, Bites. Vinny Jones Yeah, yeah Awesome and yeah. I mean, every time He's in a David Lynch He's got like a really compelling I the, always picture
1: the, him As the Mentat from Dune Oh for me with the with the uh the red stains on his mouth yeah. for me
3: it's uh he's the guy in the big band bar in uh Wild at Heart Oh yeah so, yeah Pigeons <laughs> Spread diseases that yeah. yeah. place you see that <laughs> 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 and He's just like yeah
1: Vinnie Jones yeah. is great he's great he's also in uh uh Young Sherlock Holmes he's great he's oh, the yeah, old yeah. uh Let me yeah. top Let me yeah. top yeah. He's that guy Um, Very last thing before we go to our musical break Michael Jackson does not own the bones Of John Merrick Uh, They are still in the Royal London Hospital But you can't see them anymore they took them off display, but they That's do have all the, the.
3: Michael Jackson has them at Neverland Ranch. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, go ahead and believe what they just dish out. <laughs> you, to just you just picture I him wearing John Merrick's just, skull right now up, and like dancing you know, around. All the it's, propaganda, the, the reason that, why you is, can't see him anymore because they're
1: hanging above
3: as a Jackson's chandelier. Bed.
2: Oh Jesus! Okay, what? with that, we're
1: no, no more, no more. Because we did this to be like, oh, let's be really refined and astute and do a classic movie. No, now we're fucked. Oh, one last thing, one last thing before we go, before we go. (laughs) This is the last one. Uh This is the last bit of trivia. Um, I don't remember the guy's name. The guy who did the makeup for this movie... Uh, did not win the academy award For best special effects I don't remember what it was up against But it lost to something And No they didn't
2: have an academy award for makeup No 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 they, no,
1: no, they had good. one for special effects He didn't win that one And there was such an outcry They created the best makeup award yeah. Just so they could give him one Because people were so pissed Interesting So anyway okay we're going to go to a break We're going to listen to uh, the song Digital By Middle Distance And we'll be right back with our top five lists See you in a minute
2: Go ahead and get into our top five deformed characters. You're just messing with me now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All
1: right. Okay. So uh, let, let's uh, let's talk about how we did these 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 lists really quick. Now, you know, it's it's a top five deformed, uh, disfigured um, characters in, in a movie. What what were uh, what were your parameters for them, Andy? It was hard because
3: I was. Uh at first, I was like, "Okay, is it the main character? Like, obviously, John Merrick is the right. main character uh, in *Elephant Man*, but um, but that there's not." That many movies featuring no. the lead as disfigured. No. Unless and, uh, you're gonna do like the the man with no face, but.
2: yeah, the well, <laughs> Road Gibson movie. Yeah. yeah,
3: crap, that was my number one. No, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> just like <That's> that. <laughs> but uh, I, so uh, you know, I broadened it a little bit. Um, <laughs> where there there's, there's a, a couple on my on my top five that aren't main characters, but they're prevalent enough that I I felt that it was you know part of the story right and, you know, right well and
1: that's and that's kind of what I did too uh, although I have to say that some of them might have been smaller characters but if it was like show-stopping disfigurement then it, it goes on the list you know what I mean if it's sure. something that's like oh my god you can't even look at that See, mine are either. pretty
2: subtle as far as the disfigurement goes like um, I'm on some of them and they're not show stopping by I mean some of them are but some of them not by any means but I mean and I, I not many of mine, I guess, were born with a disagreement either, kind of like Merrick That was something to right. consider
3: as well. As, is, was it something that, uh, uh, an accident or an affliction later, or was it a birth defect? or right. And right. I kind of took my liberties with that a bit,
1: so there's a bit of both in there. Okay. Know? Well, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us your number five. All right.
3: Well, my number five is something I'm sure will be on everyone's list. Uh, Mask, featuring Eric Stoltz. Oh, Actually, nah. didn't make it on either. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. my list. it be. was
1: on my honorable mention, but I okay. didn't. I didn't go. uh how, yeah, Rocky Dennis. How
3: could he not be on your list? I mean, it's he's the main character. He's fucking disfigured. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. And it's Eric Stoltz. I don't think I've
2: seen the movie. <laughs> what so. is it? That, well, what I, don't, I don't know that. I don't the know mask? that. No, just mask. mask. Oh,
3: with
1: with Eric Stoltz and
3: Cher. Not, not the Samarian. Jim Carrey one.
2: Yeah, I didn't think it was Jim Carrey. Yeah, you've never seen mask. I don't think so.
1: Oh, you got to see mask. No, okay,
2: so that's why it wasn't on my list. No, own.
1: it's right. great. Uh, well, that that's 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 on that's my five. Uh, and what was the name? I don't remember the name of the disease he had, but I know that they said it was that like they had a term for it that was like lion something because of the Cause way it that lo- yeah, cause yeah, it made him look like big. Forehead and
3: everything like like a lion, yeah, kind
1: of like that. That lady who I don't think all that was the, the name. Surgery to I don't think that was like the name
3: lion. of the like the the medical name. I think that was the like the kind of nickname. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. like a
1: nickname for the 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 thing. Um, the thing, the thing that they that he had. Wow, man, I'm sounding like <laughs> the really, stuff that he did to his face Lord. is cool. All right, so my number five is I don't know the actor's name, but. Uh, from Friday the Thirteenth Part One, Jason, Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees. You just see him at the at the very end when he up out of the water. Mm-hmm. But my God, he has that one eye that's popping out, and is, is is like you can see some of his teeth. And it's just one of those and things he's got, that's like, burned. Seaweed stuff. Yeah, to his it's head. just burned into my yeah. brain. Of of it's 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 such a. I mean, I remember seeing that movie when I was a kid, and that that scene where you get to actually see you hear about him through the whole movie. Then you see him, and, and it's Yeah, and it's totally terrifying. fixing your brain, and
3: it only, there's only like five seconds of him in the movie. Yeah, you but it's, on.
1: it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. And that's, things. and
3: that's also back in the day where surprise endings still worked. Yeah, know, like, they like, totally like worked. Now you like, just expect that,
1: you know, <laughs> ah! Yeah, if a movie <laughs> doesn't end with like, ooh, like thing, <laughs> then you're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was definitely one of those. Uh Yours?
2: Uh, my number five is a newer movie, actually. Um, it's John Dubobby in Diving Bell and the Butterfly. It's, I've never seen that. It's a, kind of a new, newer movie. The guy, basically, he gets paralyzed and has this brain aneurysm, and the whole movie's his perspective of being paralyzed. He can hear his thoughts in his mind, but no one can hear him because he can't speak, and his whole left side's paralyzed, and he's got this like totally just deformed body, and he's in a wheelchair, and he can't walk, and and the whole movie's about him writing writing his memoirs with his left eye because that's the only thing on his body that works. So the nurse sits there and says the alphabet and he blinks when he wants it. Yes. Oh and my he tell, he writes Lord. a whole book with his left eye, but the movie's incredible and he does an amazing job. I forgot the actor's name, but it's Julian Schnabel directed it and uh it's great. It's an awesome movie. Wow. Diving Bell and the Butterfly, but well worth watching it's awesome
1: that makes my
2: Jason Voorhees sound stupid (laughs) that reminds
3: me (laughs) of that movie when Johnny got his gun Uh, yeah 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 (laughs) no totally the Metallica used those clips in the one video yeah Yeah, but if you've ever actually seen the movie it's fucking nuts he communicated by like sort of like, just like nodding a little bit. Oh, okay. And you know? it was, uh, and I think they used they it as a. had a whole a... ma- mask on his face so you couldn't see his face. That's and... great.
1: I wish I would have thought uh, of that. Uh, one I, I,
3: I know a I've brilliant. seen that
2: Metallica video, though. Yeah. 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 And
3: they had like samples in it, like, kill yeah, yeah. me now. Yeah. You yeah. Mm. Uh, Your number four? My number four is uh, Brother from Another Planet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> remember that movie. When you my remember? sister when carries, when you see this podcast, my sister will remember that movie. He's got, he's got a
3: fucked up foot. And uh, and he's cruising around the, in, like, kind of the ghetto or whatever, and, like, you know, just interactions with, with different people or whatever. But yeah. he's got this insanely weird foot and hand, you know. And, <laughs> and, and he's like,
1: supposed to be from, like, what? what's the whole
3: deal? I can't remember, like, where he's from, but it's, like, some other fucking... Galaxy.
2: Yeah. Um, Brother from another. It's definitely
1: one of those, like, when you're a kid. Yeah. Oh, he's brother brother from another. Brother from another. That's why I think that was kind of. (laughs) better be. Uh, My number four, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in Salt and Sea.
2: Oh, nice. Uh, I don't remember the name of his
1: character, but he's a drug dealer who has snorted Uh, so much heroin that his nose has fallen off. Piggy. Piggy. That's his name. That's a great one. And he wears this, like, latex nose, and there's a scene where he. Takes it off, and it's it's a great uh, it's it's a very telling thing about about uh, you know the the level of special effects they can do now that that with an idea like that of someone's nose being completely gone, so their face is just flat, and being able to see it and really show it in this way. I mean, this scene where he takes the nose off and he's sort of cleaning underneath it and he's smoking the cigarette and the smoke's coming out of the hole is
2: just riveting. It's like this that two minutes
1: the, where you're just like, oh my God. That is an
2: awesome one I didn't even think about. That's great. I love that movie. It's so awesome. I do too. Awesome. It really it's is totally really underrated.
1: Cool. Yeah. Great drug movie. It goes into a whole different direction you think it's going to. It's a for really sure. good movie. It's an awesome
2: movie, for sure. Uh, your number four. <laughs> my number four is uh, kind of loose, I guess, but it's still really funny. It's Bob from Fight Club with Bitch Tits. <laughs> like, does that count as being deformed? No, <laughs> it does. And I
1: actually, uh, one of my honorable mentions was uh, Jared Leto from, from Fight yeah, Club where he gets, right? he gets that he's got the teeth out
2: here like this. And that but uh, Bob but has bitch tits. Yeah, and, I would know, say that's a deformity. as far as a man goes. I guess. No, that's a great one. So I thought the was bitch funny. tits. Yeah. God, they're huge. Meatloaf. Meatloaf and <laughs> bitch tits. If, like, if anyone can Think of, of of that like who should? We that's cast? one of those
1: yeah. That's one of those who genius cast? casting yeah. moments. Like <laughs> someday I'm gonna make a movie and I'm gonna put meatloaf in it and he's gonna have these enormous like Kathy Bates breasts. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's gonna be great. And it yeah. fit,
2: they fit him perfectly. Oh, it's perfect.
3: <laughs> uh, your number three. My number three is actually uh, Jason Voorhees, but from part two and part three.
1: Yeah, because
3: he's deforming part for and on it's just like whatever it's yeah, like he's on the space really. station yeah, and, he's yeah, doing yeah. his thing yeah. uh, he's taking over Manhattan San <laughs> yeah, Jose whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. you know it's but, almost
1: like Crocodile Dundee right. where can we put him <laughs> right. where would be where would Ernest. A <laughs> yeah Ernest yeah <laughs> Jason but goes the first, but
3: part two <laughs> he's and part always three, a you see his face and you see yeah. like he's disfigured and <laughs> that's why the first the part two is actually that's the one that is on my list because it's uh, it's got the... the it's the linked in your sack. brain it's to yeah. like <laughs> Elephant Man. And then in part three, he gets the hockey mask that, yep. you know, he makes famous later, but... Right. So that's my, yeah, that's my three. Well, that's
1: a great one. Uh, my yeah. number three, Gary Oldman from Hannibal. Uh, oh. he's only in it for a couple of minutes, but he plays the, uh... He, he plays a, 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 a guy who was a patient of Hannibal Lecter's that, uh was like a child molester and Hannibal Lecter through uh, his I don't remember treatment him. of him convinced him to, I think, I think this is right. I think he convinced him to mutilate himself. God, I don't remember. If anybody out there remembers this, uh, write in and, 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 uh, 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 correct me on this one. I don't know if he disfigures himself. I don't remember how it happens, but he's, uh, uh, one of the main players in this were in the in, in the third movie, which which isn't, or I guess it's the second movie, which isn't that great of a
2: movie. Yeah, I don't, whatever. I, all I remember from that is not liking it. No, <laughs> I, I didn't like it either, but
1: if you, if you happen to see it again, or you have seen it, uh, when the movie came out, Gary Oldman didn't even have his name on the movie, no, and I you can't him see him, it. and he, I'll show you guys a picture of him from this, it's one of those things where when you see it, you can't fucking look at it. And he was in makeup for like 14 hours a day for this. He has no lips, he has no nose, and he has one eye. Wow. And his face is just like slick through the whole... It is the fucking gross that he's in this wheelchair, but then it's Gary Ullman, so he's doing this like... Like, it's, it's fucking... It's nightmarish. So that's, cool. that's my number three.
2: All right, my number three is uh, Cherry from Planet Terror with a gun on her leg. That's a good one, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I liked Planet Terror worlds more than I liked Death Proof. And that movie is so completely entertaining. Um, But her whole character and the fact that she fucking even straps a machine gun on her leg is so awesome. And I know people that have seen that preview are like... I am never going to see that movie because of that. Right. And like, you
1: saw that preview and went,
2: "I'm totally seeing yeah, that I'm movie. Like, I can't wait to <laughs> see yeah. that." Yeah, but I, I just thought that was a, a one that you guys might not have on your list.
1: No, that's a great one. I love where she. Uh uh, has the, ta- the table leg is her leg, and she breaks the end of it off and stabs uh, Quentin Tarantino yeah. in the eye with it. Right. That was one of those me up out of the chair, beer in the air, going,
0: Yeah! yeah.
2: <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to see. No, um... that, that movie is so entertaining. Andy, you're number
1: two.
3: My number two is uh, <clears throat> multiple characters, um, specifically uh, it's a House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, oh. yeah. And okay. Dr. Satan is yeah. disfigured. Junior... Is disfigured, even though like that's not makeup. That he's a real no, dude or whatever. Actually, they do have some. Makeup and he almost and made it experience. on my
1: list in uh, Big in Big Fish.
3: Yeah, that same And, same and also uh, Earl, the dad, the guy who swings yep. the axe at the end and stuff. So yeah, they, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of disfigurement going down yeah. there. And Junior, like he's a pretty main character, and even if it, you know goes on into uh, uh,
1: Devils, Devil's Rejects, Rejects, where he
3: plays a pretty big part. In Man, that Devils too. Rejects,
1: he's got that weird like catcher's mitt. Yeah, some thing weird on like things
2: slash yeah.
1: <laughs> Chewbacca. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so my number two, and this may show up on your list. I don't know. Tom Cruise, Vanilla Sky. Nope. No? Yeah, uh, you know that's it, a good one. Though. There, it's it's
2: you know the movies. Half the
1: movie I love, and half the movie I could. I don't know, but do it. <laughs> I don't know if "do without" is the right term, but just kind of like, kinda it. like, I like eh, it. there's stuff I really like about it and stuff I don't, but uh where his character is disfigured is for for an actor is as gorgeous as Tom Cruise <laughs> to see him i mean it is a i mean when there was the thing and he's wearing the mask and, you know he's disfigured you think like oh well it's going to be it's going to be like uh uh, the, the, the man without a face, it's gonna be one, you know, it's gonna be like, there's a little scar on his cheek, and oh god, how's he gonna live, (laughs) but I mean, it's like, his teeth are exposed, and one of his eyes is really big, and always watery, and like, great makeup job, and uh, just really interesting plot twist into the movie, uh, sorry, if you haven't seen it, he gets (laughs) disfigured, there's that, (laughs) uh, so anyway, that's my number two, uh, Andy? Do I not? Oh, no, you? no, I'm sorry. Okay. I went the wrong way. Uh, no, you're done.
2: My two <laughs> and one are going to be maybe obvious, but uh, my number two is uh, Joker, Batman, the original Batman. Oh, yeah, Jack yeah, Nicholson. yeah. He does it awesome, and I'm sure Heath Ledger will do equally is awesome, if not better, so. I bet. I figured they would be mentioned, but, I mean, you got to mention Batman. And no, that's a Joker. I mean, I remember seeing that when it came out, and they're, uh... You know, he's got the stitches and
1: Well the whole the whole scene with the the back alley doctor and the (laughs) table with all the horrible like tools on it. That
2: sits sits in my head as pretty classic deformity. Oh definitely. No, that's a great one.
3: Mine's actually sort of controversial because it's the same, but I have Heath Ledger's version in my brain of the best, but I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, of course. So that's why it's controversial. So that's your that's So your, maybe he could blow it for me.
1: So is that that's your number one? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Joker in general.
2: Yeah.
3: I right. Think, I, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, I think Jack Nicholson did a good job and everything, but I think that Heath Ledger's character looks really scary and He looks yeah. definitely a guy yeah. as opposed to kind of a more slapsticky. You know, with Prince playing in the background. Yeah, for Jack sure. No.
1: version, you know. I thought, I thought when you were going to go controversial, you are going to go with Tommy Lee Jones and Batman Forever. Ooh! That <laughs> was just two-faced.
3: <laughs>
2: that was, can, I, can I change my vote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nope, it's too late. Nope, <laughs>
1: you can't. Uh, my number one, Lon Chaney Sr. in Phantom of the Opera. Uh, I can't uh, believe
2: nobody did not yeah, like that. For
1: multiple reasons. One of which that it, you know, ni- 1925, silent movie, and... <laughs> Nobody had seen something like that before Yeah, And it gets to the scene where she pulls off his mask And they do it so fucking brilliantly too Because she pulls off his mask And he covers his face And he's facing away from her And the camera is facing him And then he takes his hand up, hands off of his face And you see him first mm-hmm. And you're like holy shit! And he's got the big bulging eyes and his nose all fucked up and then he's got those creepy teeth that are completely exposed and then he turns around and and looks at her and so you get the double whammy of you see it first and then she sees it and it's such a great uh, uh, effect. Secondly, the reason why it's number one on my list is uh, Lon Chaney Sr. was notorious for doing all of his own makeup and he used these almost... uh, um... Invisible uh, wire.
3: It was like piano wire. Yeah, it was like yeah. piano
1: wire to pull his eyelids up, pull his, pull his nose up. It was incredibly painful. Wow. Uh-huh. He filled the top of his cheeks and the bottom of his cheeks with cotton balls, uh-huh. and then had these fake teeth, and then did, did all of his own actual like powdered makeup and the and and all. I, I mean, he did it all himself, and it to this day is one of those things where when you see it and you put a picture of that up next to an actual photo of him normally. Like, you're like, that's not, like, a prosthetic anything. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have those back then. Right. It's just, he well, truly was the man of a thousand phases. I, mean, I have an really honorable incredible. mention
3: on my list of Nosferatu.
1: Because oh, it yeah. was, like,
3: that's, so oh, creepy yeah.
1: and, like, he disfigured.
2: Totally. But, like, you that's know, still,
1: that's still just, that movie yeah. really still just fucking freaks yeah, me out. Yeah, it's hard
2: to watch yeah. the whole
1: thing. Uh, your number one? I'm
2: surprised my number one isn't on anyone's list, but it's Sloth from Goonies. Oh, oh fuck oh, You always do I this totally dude. Thought about that, too. Like come on. Like, I didn't oh, even think about that's that one. You
0: always
1: do that. this. You pull you pull someone <laughs> you pull someone. out I was telling Abby last night, like like, don't worry. Like, we're not going to have the same ones. We keep not having the same ones. Yeah. And I don't know how that happens that we don't. But, but yeah. I, I totally thought about sloth. Yeah,
2: Baby Ruth. Rocky
1: Rose. <laughs> Mama, you been bad. <laughs> and the ears. Huh, huh, and the ears move. That's classic. Oh. So,
2: I mean, that doesn't need an explanation. That's no, good. Goonies.
1: My God. All right, so let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, we are going to listen to a song by the band Taught Me called More. Uh, so we'll listen to that and we'll be right back with our next top five list of top five uh, black and white movies after black and white.
2: Intentional black yeah, and white. In, movies. Yeah, after they didn't need to be black and white anymore.
1: So uh, we'll be right back.
3: White movies that didn't necessarily need to be black and white because colored technology existed. There you go. I like it. There it is. That's a good explanation. That's
1: the easiest way to say it. All right. Uh, should we? Do, do you want? Should I start? It or Should like I
4: you want to?
2: That's fine. Okay. <laughs> you fucking with me? Maybe.
1: Okay. Fair enough. All right. So uh, top five black and white. Um, and I don't. I don't. I don't really have any. Grand scheme with which I nah, uh, comprised pretty, my list. Cut
2: and dry. Yeah, I
1: mean it's pretty much just like I just
2: picked my favorites. So I pretty much did too. I picked I picked either
1: my favorites or ones that like the fact that it was black and white made it m- made it what it was rather sure. than. Just well, and that's that why they're my favorites. Though, so. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, my number five is, uh, and I, I don't know who directed it, and I'm actually not even sure what country it came from anymore. But it's "Man Bites Dog." Oh, and yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's uh have you ever seen it, Andy? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty scathing movie and it's it it's it's pretty gnarly and it's essentially a uh fake documentary, a mockumentary, if you will, about uh a hitman, essentially, who's just fucking insane and it just follows pretty much uh a day in the life of of this this fucking guy, and yeah. it's it's one of those ones, and it's it, I think the fact that it's black and white lends itself to a certain amount of realism that it wouldn't have had had it been in color, um, and but, it's it has a couple of. Like there's a lot of it that's funny and you're just like, "Oh my god, this is so fucked up." But like there's the part with the old lady and I, I don't there's some stuff in it that's like, I yeah, uh,
2: that's one uh, that the movie store let me rent before I could probably should have rented it. And I, oh, really? And I'd never really seen too many movies with subtitles, and I was probably 14. Really? And they let me rent it and me and my friend uh childhood friend Danny were really kind of into uh we were into you know pulp fiction and just kind of weirder movies. And mm-hmm. so we were like you know had a sleepover. Like her mom, his mom let us go rent. Right, a movie. it has the cover. He's holding the back. gun and the whole thing. Yeah, and we're so. like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. So we rented it, not even realizing it was foreign in any way. Right. And uh, I remember us turning it on, and we like, I can't hear it. We turn it up, and subtitles, Colonel. We're like, what the fuck? And they're yeah. like, oh, it'll, it's it'll like, just be for the diff- beginning. It's just yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's in a different language, and so we s- cracked up about that and. I don't even think we made it halfway through just because we were like I don't like, want to do no You should see it again. It's movies. a great one. So. It
1: you should see it again. It's it's pretty gnarly. I like I've it. I've
2: always kind of wanted to watch it again, but Yeah, never it's, it's worth
1: watching again, but it's uh it's pretty gnarly. I liked it
2: a lot though. Cool. Um Adam. Uh, my number five is Rumblefish. Um the Essie oh, Hinton hey, movie yeah, yeah. After Outsiders with uh Francis Ford Coppola actually directed that And film. uh Matt. I think Dillon? He did. Matt Dillon yeah. and Mickey Rourke are the two main right, people. Right. But uh it's uh totally black and white. Um it's totally got the S E s hint and feel though, as far as outsiders was. Well like really gay, you mean? Yeah, super gay. <laughs> <laughs> like Outsiders, penetration.
3: Man. I listened to you guys' podcast, and I went and I, re- I went and rented that that a couple days later. I'm and glad
2: we inspired. you This to is do the that. most homoerotic
3: movie <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, and we
2: actually didn't even mention second that to only on that to
3: podcast. Jarhead. With Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs>
1: Well, of, anything
2: with just a bunch of grabass in the with, desert. Anything with that dude in it, Grab-assing in the desert. <laughs> anything with Hall you're
1: guaranteed at least a
2: little bit, <laughs> just, just a taste. No, it is an awesome oh, movie. Sorry. And it's about uh, Matt Dillon. Well, no, not Matt Dillon. He? Yeah, he is yeah, in it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, and his older brother's Mickey Rourke, and he's like this motorcycle guy, and he comes back, and he's kind of like the town mean guy or whatever. And it's a really great movie, though. If you if you like outsiders, you will love that. Movie, anything so. to say about its black and whiteness? No, I mean, just that he had didn't have to do it. And it's kind of funny, because the cover of the DVD, both the front and the back, are color. Right. But, I mean, there's great roles by Chris Penn is in it, and he's super young. I think it was, like, his first movie. I even think Nick Cage is in it for a little bit. Well, the, the Coppolas
1: get all the family members in on their movies. Yeah, when I, they that, make I guess one. that's right. That is his, like,
2: uh, <laughs> nephew or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's right. So, I, yeah, he was in it. And there's some cool roles and I mean, it's along the same lines as far as the feel, but the story's really cool, and, you know, it's just a... Classic one, I liked a lot. So cool. No luck uh, can...
1: Andy,
3: your number. My five? number five is uh, a two-parter because I couldn't decide, so there's a tie. Really. Yeah. Uh, Pie. Oh. The movie Pie mm-hmm. and uh, Tetsuo Iron Man. And they're not the same movie or anything, but for some reason they just kind of have a similar vibe to me, real, like, that Japanese, like, technology taking over and, like, rioters and, like... Well, and Pi's actually
1: later pie on... Pie too. Yeah. Pi's later <laughs> on my list, so I want to talk about it. I want to talk okay. about it in a minute. Uh, yeah, Pi uh, was one I
2: thought might be on some of the lists, so... Or no,
1: it actually isn't on my list. I thought... I, you know what? I didn't put it on my list because I thought that you would.
2: No, I thought you, that did. you would, so I figured, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about Pi for a minute, then, because I, I think the fact that it's black and white is a huge part of that movie, uh, of pie. For sure. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it's uh, because of the paranoia that's going on in it, and, yeah, this idea of... I mean, there is an idea of the tech, technological aspect and the idea that the universe is sending you messages whether you know it or not, and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all these sort sort of conspiracy ideas about it, I think uh, the black and white really uh, shows a lot more of that, especially later in the movie after... Uh, um, he shaved his head and there's something about and he's always wearing black and so he's almost the, his head's this like floating light yep. in, and, the, in the later scenes in the movie and, and it
2: uh, Andy your wife actually borrowed that from me and never gave it back oh so well. tell her thanks oh really <laughs> <laughs> no. fantastic yeah, well you bring that up in the
1: podcast no, <laughs> uh, well, here we well, go this
3: uh, podcast has been helpful they're yeah. <laughs> so actually here for an
1: intervention <laughs> right. yeah, we brought back your, I won't lie, we've brought you here with a purpose.
2: I need my stuff hey, we're back. we're going
3: to do a podcast. You should bring all those movies you borrowed, because we're going to totally talk about it. Yeah, them. we're
2: going <laughs> to talk about it later. Uh, well, so, yeah, I want to tell a story about Pi, actually. Um, I was at my pa- uh, grandparents' uh, house for Thanksgiving, it was so unbelievably boring. And I was watching, like, 48 Hours, that old kind of, like, 2020 show or whatever, but they were doing it on Sundance. And uh, I... Um, I would never really knew what Sundance was and they were doing it on two different people and Darren Aronofsky was one because he was a director mm-hmm. and he was making something at Sundance and Funny enough, Vin Diesel was the other one, and he was directing a movie that he starred in in Sundance it was as that well. Boiler room, right? No, no, no. Oh, he oh. was this is he directed a movie before and at Sundance before he started acting, I guess. Oh, really? And I didn't. And he ended up being more popular because I remember seeing him saving Private Ryan after that and whatever. If anybody knows what that movie is, right into us because I, I'd be curious. I, I don't to even know. know. I don't even think it was really even picked up or anything. Hmm. I, I guess it may now, right. Because he's pretty famous. But um, but Darren it was between those two guys and um. And um, it was really cool, and I, and I kind of got exposed to Sundance that way. And, and so Arnoski's was pie. That yeah, was and that amazing. one, I think, one of them actually ended up winning something that was pretty big right. as far as the awards go. And um, I don't think it was actually uh, Vin Diesel. I think... High and ended up winning something, right? For it. Um, but uh, that kind of exposed me to Darren Aronofsky, and when it came out, I watched. It, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's a crazy movie!" Yeah. And then he drills his fucking head. At oh the my end god!
1: And ah. Well, and you know, it came out the same. I remember it came out the same year that the X Files movie came out, and I remember uh, a lot of people, a lot of reviewers saying, like, if you want to see a real movie with, you know, if you want to see a movie that really explores the idea of conspiracy and the idea of there being this like great truth out there to find don't see X-Files, go see Pi because it, it delves so much mm. deeper into that ideology. Um, my number four, Ed Wood.
2: Nice, that was on my mentions.
1: Uh, you know, it, it's it, uh, Tim Burton. Martin Landau's such a, the best. Oh man, my yeah. god, he's amazing. Yeah. And it's such a goofy, great movie anyway, it's but I think it, it's one of those ones that had to be in black and white. Yeah, And even the way that Tim Burton films it, it is filmed like an Ed Wood movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the camera choppy and, choppy and, it, and, and, it, it, and the it, camera kind of like jiggles here and there for well, reasons it shouldn't. That's a Tim it B- Burton this.
2: movie that doesn't really get much recognition at all. It
1: doesn't, and it is so great. And it's I mean, it, it essentially and, and Burton even readily admits that it's just a love letter to one of his idols. You know, yeah. and it really is. But you know, Bill Murray's amazing in yeah, it, and right, like he you said, it. Uh, Landau's incredible. I think in Landau it.
2: won an Academy he Award did, for yeah. it.
1: Yeah, and 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 uh, uh, Johnny Depp is just in in such perfect character actor mode as Ed Wood, and it's just a great one, and so uh, that's my number four.
2: That's great. My number four is uh, the documentary Dark Days. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't. It's a documentary about um, homeless guys who live under the subways, the old subways from the 20s in New York City. So they're like on that, not where the subways are, but below where the subways are, and it it had to be shot in black and white because it's completely gritty, and it's basically him going to uh, talk to these people the director and just basically getting to know them and their lives and what they do and how they get by and some of them actually have little apartments down there and shit yeah like they're all decked out and they've got like a little stereo a little stove and and like a bed area that's crazy they just don't really care about getting a job and mole people right they call them the mole people yeah something like that I can't remember I haven't seen it in a little (laughs) bit (laughs) the morlocks but no they seriously are (laughs) they call um, them retards oh Jesus (laughs) veterans or you know whatever oh my god <laughs> <laughs> alright moving right along anyways let me uh, talk about the movie yeah. for a minute um the um <laughs> 9-11 <No>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what can we 2005 yeah. <laughs> <Good laughs> Jesus Jesus we're all going to hell alright <laughs> but the movie itself is very amazing DJ Shadow does the whole soundtrack to it which wow, is really, really? cool um I love, but I love it's me some dj Show. It, it made uh, it made the movie black and white make it super gritty and um these guys are fucked up and a lot of them are on drugs and you know there ends up being a fire at one point where a lot of them turn uh gets burnt down and these guys end up getting kicked out and they have nowhere to go and you know it's a really interesting documentary and these guys don't give a shit so wow <laughs> it's a really cool about dark days yeah i will awesome. have to check that out that's yeah. really cool
1: um whose turn is it yours uh yeah. my turn uh
3: it's not completely fully black and white, but I think the black and whiteness adds a lot to uh, the vibe of the movie. But uh, Blair Witch Project. Oh, that's
2: a good one. You know what? That
1: is a good one, and it was on it was on my honorable mention because I did the same thing. I was I like, it's not all in black and white, but all of the truly intense, truly frightening moments right. are in black and white. And it wouldn't be as as frightening if no. it was in color. It's yeah. a, it's the
3: little it's person the, the running in front. She's like she's rocking yeah, like no, she sees all the the things in the trees. And yeah, the and all the you can see fingers, is the tops like, of the trees. Yeah, it wouldn't be so. any
1: like wouldn't be as creepy if it wasn't. The, no, head. that's a great. Yeah, one. no, that's Star, a great. Um, one. I didn't think about that. That's yeah. A good one. Oh God, man. I I I think that, uh, and I think you are too. I think we had the same conversation. Of I know both you and I are, are people who saw that. Kind of without all the hype
0: before which led it to be like, oh my God.
3: I was living in L.A. at the time, and and it it played there in New York first before anywhere else, and the only thing that I had any knowledge of was this weird kind of viral webcam thing. Totally, the the, 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 the the viral advertisement. It it would just be black. And then screaming, yeah. And then the coming this summer or whatever, yeah. You know? And, and the little like, thing like,
1: what was that? Three filmmakers
2: went right. into the woods. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is
3: all it was and I went yeah. and I saw yeah. it. Uh, uh, you know, like the week that it came out, and I remember I had to walk a couple blocks back to my scooter <laughs> to and yeah, then drive And I was genuinely home, frightened. And I was genuinely scared. I yeah. mean, the, the the part at the end where where uh, she goes all the way down and. Uh, dude's like standing in the corner. Yeah, that's freaked the shit yeah. out of me. Well, he's floating too. The little kid's hand yeah, hands it's on, on the walls. Hands. Oh my god! Well, he's and, and the way that they the film it, too. where where yeah.
1: she's
2: screaming, yeah. but you hear it through his camera. For yeah, a it's like far away and getting right. louder and louder. Oh,
1: it's so good. No, that's a that's a fucking yeah. great one. It word, is man. a
2: freak, and it's still even though you know it isn't real, it, it's still pretty freaky. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I think part freaky. of it. Freaky. I think part of it. Super freaky.
1: Sorry. You've been giving me a hard time this whole night, man. Not a disco song. I can put it back a little bit. Uh, my number three, uh, George, More- George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, okay. um, yeah. which was filmed in black and white for two reasons. The first one being... Uh, it's actually Yeah, and it's actually interesting, though, uh, how that, you know, what is a uh, necessity being the mother of invention. And it is true in but a lot of cases. Same with clerks,
2: you know? Well, well yeah, kind of I
1: weird. mean, that black and white, because it's cheaper, but also, you know, the entire storyline that they wanted to do in making Night of the Living Dead changed because they realized that they couldn't do a really fantastical kind of setup because they just didn't have the budget for it. And so they were like, Well let's have and they didn't even have the term zombie back then. It was they were calling them ghouls, but they said, Well let's have the ghouls come to a place then instead of us going somewhere because we can't afford the sets. Yeah. And so they had them holed up in a house with all the you know, now which is the most one of the most iconic horror movie images of all for the sure. The dead people like you know uh, uh coming down and converging on that little farmhouse um you know they did that because of budget and then they did it black and white because of budget, but one of the secondary reasons um was because uh you know they really wanted it to have this uh newsreel footage mm. feel to it, you know, and the shaky black and white cam mm-hmm. uh really lent itself to that, and then on top of that, all the makeup that they used in it was hershey's syrup. And, uh, um, what is it? Mortician's wax for all the makeup. And mortician's wax, like, if you put it on a person who's alive, like, you can go, oh, yeah, it's.
3: Yeah, that's not real at all. Right.
1: But in black and white, you know, it has mm. that look. And then they. Just I thought put...
3: about that with Elephant Man too, and I thought that the makeup that they used for John Merrick was really amazing. But yeah. The, but the, it did occur to me during the movie. I'm like, it could look like I, whatever. I, I wonder what it looked like in color. Yeah. You know, and maybe it would like look kind of stupid. In well, color, and it's kind of like... a
1: blessing, really, that it, that it wasn't for in color sure. because my God, could you imagine if it was in yeah. color? You would never be able to even look him in the face. Right. It'd be too High horrifying. High definition color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's things <laughs> moving in there. <laughs>
2: Uh, all right, yours. Uh, my number three is the man who wasn't there, the Coen Brothers. Oh really? yeah, gotta yeah. yeah, mention that. I figured it would be on your list. Yeah, I mean, uh, I love it. It's so good. It's an extremely underrated Coen Brothers movie. Billy Bob Thornton really doesn't say much, but like five words through the whole thing, but he narrates the whole thing. Right. Um. So it, he, but on screen he doesn't actually say much and. I haven't watched it in a while, but I it's love it. It's a great her. one. It's really It's good. a great one. I love uh, uh, John Goodman
1: in that, too. Yeah. He's incredible. James yeah. Gandolfini's in it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's a good movie. And
2: um, Hot Girl, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. Is she, she really? She just plays the girl on the piano, I think. I'm pretty sure that's her. God, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah, me neither. It's a again. great movie, though.
1: Uh your number three? Uh, well, I actually had
3: Ed Wood was on my oh. list as well. okay. Um, so we but I could skip.
2: And uh,
1: uh, no skipping. No skipping.
2: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just I don't
3: out? know all these rules yeah. you guys uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Do you want to go with your two, or do you want to wait for the second round? So I'll wait for the second round because sometimes you got the whammies, and you don't want to. Yeah. Okay. I'll, no, I'll wait. No for whammy. The second okay. Round. No yeah. whammy. No whammy. Uh, my number two, dead man. Uh Jim that Jarmusch was, that
3: was my number two so oh, share
1: with that oh yeah well
2: <laughs> sorry that's
1: okay Uh have you ever seen Deadman I don't think so Johnny Depp uh, Jim Jarmusch oh I
2: know which one you're talking about though uh, I, uh, it's a
1: western uh, it's an incredible movie yeah. uh, Billy Bob Thornton's actually that in that movie. for a yeah. minute too and he's hilarious in the like minute and a half he's in it and yeah. he's like quoting the I don't understand the Bible everybody's begetting this and begotten that and <laughs> Uh, it's pretty Chris great. Chrisman
2: Glover, yeah, Pat.
1: yeah, he's in it. Uh, 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 who else? Uh, there, there is actually. It seems like with
2: something me, I'd be really into. It's so.
1: great, and the soundtrack's amazing. Neil Young basically watched the movie, yeah, and was, just I've seen played guitar he along just to had it. A
3: huge uh, movie screen, yeah. And he had his amp set up, and he just watched
1: the movie and just played and along just played to it. And that's the soundtrack. The vibe was great, be. yeah. <laughs> and the and, and the 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 story's really strange and kind of ghostly and supernatural and. Uh, uh, Johnny Depp's really toned down in his role, and it's basically—I mean, Jim Jarmusch. If you've—if you've, if you've seen—if uh, you've seen, like, I *Me mean, did Coffee and Cigarettes*, yeah, *Down yeah. by Law* is one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, another that's a, another his. good black and white. Uh, yeah. You know, he's just—he's a great director, and, and sometimes he can be. His movies can have a little bit of a sense of wandering to them and kind of meandering, but they look so pretty that you don't care while right. you're watching it. It just has this this sense to it. Quick local music trivia:
3: The soundtrack to *Dead Man* was the direct inspiration slash we ripped it off to make the song for *The Judge* for uh, former former Rocket. Rocket. Oh, really? Lumber Record. Well. Basically, uh, I'd never seen the movie before, and Curtis brought the movie to me and the soundtrack and said, "I want to make a song that sounds like this."
2: <laughs> it just and
3: so that was like, that's the, that's, the, that's one of my favorite
2: it. songs on that record too. Yeah. I love that song. And so we and
3: tried
1: we tried to recreate the vibe wow. of, of Dead Man. That's, that's really that. cool. And yeah. you know that the, the w- there is one like holy fuck moment in Dead Man that kind of comes in the middle of one scene of like severely graphic violence that makes me really glad it was in black and white. I don't know if you remember the moment. Don't tell me mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Not sure. Okay, it's anybody out there who's seen it knows what I'm talking about, and I kind of went, "Oh God," when it happened. So, anyway, um, yours. Um, Adam. My
2: number two is Sin City. I
0: love that. On my honorable mention, almost made it. It's to the not list.
2: completely black and white, but the, I mean, I saw the preview and I was like, "Holy fuck!" That looks like the coolest movie ever. And still to this day, I think it's one of the coolest looking movies I've well, seen. Well, yeah, and the
1: black and white really utilizes itself where there's like, you know, uh, the yellow bastard. When you yeah. see him and he's in all yellow or the, yeah. I mean, some of the women's lips are way. red, the Plus, eyes are you know, green. Following you following
2: know. exactly how Frank Miller drew it almost. I mean, it it yeah. is. I mean, it's there's very it, true. There,
1: are, there are moments that are 100% shot for shot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I you know, I, I just love it. I'm him. sure that'll come up in
1: our... As one of our movie
2: reviews relatively oh, soon because so. it's a fucking great one, yeah, man. It's I like that one a
1: lot. Hard boiled pissed man movie. It's a, a total man movie. Well since I've uh, uh systematically stolen two of yours, why don't you go ahead and do your number one? Uh well I had two more. Did you? Yeah I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well maybe one was an
3: honorable mention.
1: But, yeah, use uh, that then, whatever.
3: Uh Pleasantville. Yeah, man, that was uh, another that was, it was another, yeah. th- It's not completely black and white throughout, but it uh, th- th- actually the black and white becomes a character in the story. For sure, it yes. really does. And I thought, and that was
1: one thing. You know, when I saw the preview for the movie, I was like, I don't want to see that. It seems yeah. pretty dumb. But once it goes into it, and they're in that, and you go, okay, there's a magical remote control, and now they're in this movie, or whatever they're in this TV show, and then these color elements start to come mm-hmm. out. You know, yeah. it's so, and cool. they all,
3: and they treat it like it's like. Uh, rock and roll, or a new religion. Yeah, like, or be afraid of the color. And, like they, they yeah. like, they, they, like well, where the she puts part, makeup on to hide the color. Yeah, you know? yeah. A lot of
2: people. The best part. A lot of people in that movie start turning color again when they get laid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. so, <laughs> or, yeah.
1: Or how all the guys in the all the basketball team start missing the shots because they're having <laughs> sex and stuff yep. like that's. Yeah. No, that's a really good one, and I and I thought of that one too, and I, I love I love you know that's uh to the to to probably the uh, uh the furthest version of what we're talking about of of the reasoning to make something black and white whether it be to set the tone or to you know like you said using the idea of black and white as a character in the movie to a good example something. would be uh, like wizard of oz
3: yeah. yeah where they really want to enhance that you know, Oz this color is a fantasy. And, you know, they, yeah, yeah. So they sure. do the first in black and white and then it's like boom. Yeah. Color, yeah. You know?
1: That's really no, cool. Totally. Uh my number one, and I don't know how many people know of this movie, and I, I mention it every once in a while, it's by a guy named E. Elias uh Merhig and it's called Begotten. And uh it's it's uh very much like an hour and a half long Rorschach test. Um, very Dada-ish, like, it, it, it's, it's a fucking nightmare, and I love it, and it scares the shit out of me, and I can't find it anywhere, and so if anybody knows where I can find a copy of it, let me know, because I'll buy it on a heartbeat. But, uh, uh, it was shot in black and white on reversal film, and then every frame was re-photographed and fucked with, and so for every minute of footage, it took ten hours to prepare. Oh, wow. Um and it's there's no half tones there's no gray it's all just black and white and so everything you see does look like a moving ro- rorschach and it's there's some scenes that are really violent and the guy later went on to direct a couple cool. of Marilyn Manson videos and so gives you a good idea of what kind of movie this is like there's no dialogue there's no music um just the sound of like shuffling occasionally you hear a baby cry and there's like crickets it's fucking terrifying and if you haven't seen it and you want to see an experimental film that's basically just like opening a window into a different world for an hour and a half—it's terrifying and it's great, yeah. and it's—you've never seen anything like it. That's so cool. that's my number one.
2: Uh, my number one's pretty, probably obvious, and I'm sure on some people's mentions, but uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But Raging Bull. You <laughs> yeah, have, that uh, it was, yeah. uh, and I actually
1: didn't put it on my list because I'm like, well, it's, it's totally going to be on. Yeah, penalty, it's so. Raging ball So
2: I mean. That doesn't really have to be explained. It's amazing yeah, in itself. If you've seen it, you
1: know, and if you haven't, go yeah. fucking watch it. And I
2: love it. that it's black and white because it really adds a whole authentic feel of the It does. The it's the like city a, and a streetcar named Desire, kind of like like classic movie,
1: much like uh, Elephant Man, like this classic.
2: Well, and then the whole boxing uh, part of it really, I don't know. It's a, just a great movie. I no, think it's it adds great. a lot that it's black and white, and it's Scorsese, so can't go wrong. Yeah, can't
1: go wrong. You're yeah.
3: number one? Well, my n- my number one's not necessarily number one. It's almost kind of an honorable mention because it wouldn't be, like, one of my favorite movies or anything, but I thought that the only way they could make this movie would be in black and white, and it's the uh, Notorious Betty Page.
2: Oh, okay. Is I that black and, it. Yeah, all, preview, it, it totally black and white? Yeah, I've seen the preview, but I didn't know it It's totally in
3: black and white, Okay. and it's, like, you know, and to see a movie about Betty Page, like, I can't yeah. picture her in color, really. No, I mean, it her is, her is very her, much a classic. classic. black and yeah, white, yeah, you, know, yeah. pose that, you know, and so... And the actress that, that plays her is adorable, and like you really like start to feel for for what Betty Page was as a person, oh, cool. you know, not right. just like like some dominatrix or whatever. That's a you know? good point, though. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's hard to movie. see
2: her in,
1: in a color. You know, wow yeah, close. okay. I'm really surprised nobody said Schindler's List. Yeah,
2: that's on my. I'm mentions. really surprised because once
1: could... again, it was uh, utilizing. There's there's that tiny bit of color in it, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but. It's, yeah. you know, and, and once again, one of those ones that needed to be in black and white. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else
2: have any other honorable I do. mentions? I have Clerks, of course. Right, me rooms. too. Yeah. We mentioned um, Following, which we talked about last week. That's on
1: mine too, yeah. And
2: uh, my last one was Good Night, Good Luck, the George Clooney yes. movie. Yeah,
0: that so, was
1: one of my I haven't my seen favorites. that oh, one yet. great. And uh, coffee and cigarettes. I have, and have coffee one. and cigarettes.
2: The other one I have is
1: Shadows and Fog, uh, the Woody Allen Movie that's basically uh, an homage to Ingmar Bergman and Fellini. Um, It's a really great one too. Um, Quick
3: honorable mention question: Yes,
1: Uh,
3: are you guys have you guys seen the movie *Mist*? The *Mist*. Oh yeah, not yet. You haven't seen it yet. Well, apparently.
2: It's when you buy been... when you buy it, it yeah, comes yeah, yeah. with a
3: black and white version. It comes with a black the and white that's version, which cool. would be fucking which, awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, the people who have seen it and told me said that it's almost a completely different movie. I would, I, 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 the, I the way that it. I actually, saw it. I'm uh,
1: planning on buying it, that's and really that's cool. one of the reasons yeah. why is because that's right. I forgot this, about and that, that. A lot yeah. of people
3: have said like the special effects that you might think are you know a little CGI ish or whatever well, like are totally scary in the black and white. version. Well, there's oh even more I, you haven't seen it yet, so I won't. Don't, I won't don't spoil say anything. too
2: much about it, but the uh it's been on the top of my queue forever and it's long wait for so long. And it came out like months ago and yeah. I'm like, fucking just give me the movie. It's one bro. of my I favorite... won't ruin
3: anything but the but the the whole the whole vibe of the well, of the freak, movie is really kind yeah. of like Which is intriguing uh, in itself. Stark and and depressing and like it's just it's got a really depressing It's basically vibe,
1: if you're gonna do which like I a, could imagine a, would be even more intense in black and white. If you're gonna do that sort of uh Um, Harryhausen Bird Eye Gordon Monster movie thing But try to make it As realistic As you could make That kind of a movie
2: Yeah
1: That's what it is is, And and, and I think it does A great job It's one of my favorite Stephen King short stories And uh, when I saw The movie I was like That's Pretty fucking close to what I pictured in my head when I read the story. Mm-hmm. So it's well, a great one.
2: Craig Darabont is awesome. So he that's, is, that's yeah. initial enough to see it anyway. But, but I thought mile, that was interesting that, they would, that they, someone, would offer, they would release a black that's and white great. Yeah. on that's purpose. that's awesome. You know, yeah. So with with that idea that it's a callback
1: to these old monster movies, I kind of want to just go you know, buy
2: it now and uh, and watch yeah, it's, I, it's I, so worth I, it's I worth just it buying. I've actually gone
1: back. To rent it again, seeing if that
3: second disc was in there, but they—it's no. it's this special package or whatever. Cool.
1: See, so you wouldn't get, you wouldn't see it in black and white, even if you got it from Netflix, probably. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, so well, that's that was great. That was uh, the Elephant Man and episode um, ten. Um, episode let's 10. do the feedback real quick. Yeah, let's do a feedback section really quick. Um, we have an email from Jeff Anderson. Who uh, do you want to read this,
2: Andy? Sure. Um, I, I can actually read the first part. He talked about when I talked about Bill Murray's uh, roles in the older movie that I couldn't remember what he was what he was in. That was his dramatic role, but it was Razor's Edge. Yeah. So um, thank you for that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think either one of
1: us knew it. So, um, do you want to read the second half? And I know that you focus
3: primarily on movies, but what about Dennis Leary? Think of a stand-up com- a comedian who has done nothing but serious roles primarily, barring the ref. Sweet show, though. Jeff. Nope. The uh, <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's a total dish.
1: <laughs> so I'll, I'll And then one other thing on. he mentioned actually on well, the, the rocks are rock salt forum really quickly. I'll just say this, and then we can go back to the Dennis Leary thing. Okay. Uh, was that he uh, he he mentioned that he didn't he did not agree with me uh, last week on uh, directors that will take us into the next uh, sort of uh, cinematic. Realm. Realm, uh, Gore Verbinski disagreed with me. And I I can understand that. I mean, he's done some cheesy movies or whatever, but, you know, the, the idea of a director doesn't necessarily connotate that they write it and seek out some great movie. I mean, just saying, like, as far as the...
2: Style goes. I'm actually pretty stoked that he's doing Bioshock because I love that video game. And, uh, I didn't even know it was a video game. I have I no do. idea and what it was. But there's, I can't think of any good video game. <laughs> movies. But you know,
1: it is sort of that that, that uh, What do you mean, uh, Doom? Doom? You yeah, come Doom? on. Sorry, no, but it's kind I of haven't. like that uh, that that uh, uh, Ridley or it's Tony Scott kind of a thing. And I wrote this down on the forum, but it's you know, it's kind of one of those sorts of things where it's like, I mean, shit, you know, Tony Scott. Did Top Gun, but he's, he's still Mainstream,
2: likes, but he's got his own style. There's
1: a style there that you just know when you see it. You know, I mean, sure. you see True Romance, and you're like, this looks like the guy that did Top Gun. And it doesn't mean that, you know. But so anyway,
2: but I, I, think the Dennis Leary comment, I think that's a fucking great one, man. Well, yeah, he's great. I uh, Rescue Me is one of my favorite shows, and he does so fucking great in that that show, and he really shines. And he really shows that he's not really just kind of a sporadic comedian guy. Like he can do some serious. And well
1: and he has some smaller roles in in, in some bigger movies. And usually they are the Yeah, Suicide Kings is a great one where it is kind of just this gnarly role where you think like if he hadn't
2: it is when he's talking about his boots.
1: (laughs) No, it's great. But if you hadn't seen if you hadn't (laughs) seen him as a comedian prior to that, you would think like He's this harder hitting kind of actor and, sure. and more of that kind of Gary Oldman style role where you're like, this guy's fucking nuts. Who knows what he's no, gonna do? I hope he thing. I hope
2: he does uh, movies for a while. He's awesome. He also mentioned that uh, he uh, Rain over Rain over Me made him cry as well. So, okay, well now he, I officially need to see it. Yeah. Rain
3: over Me was great. See, all right, okay. I, I dug that. Movie Are you serious? You yeah, just, okay. totally serious. I saw it. Okay. Uh, just last week, and I thought it was awesome. I, really I went dope. on a, a weird Don Cheadle. Yeah. you can't for a a wrong second. with Cheadle. Uh, yeah, man. yeah it's you kind of can. That's true. And I was talking to Sherlock the other day about a movie um, that may, that you guys should watch and have part of some podcast. But um, uh, Roadside Profits with Adam Horowitz and John Doe. Yeah. Okay. And Don Cheadle's in it for like five seconds as like the manager of a burger place. And he's or like whatever. really young. too. Yeah, really young. It's... and hasn't probably you know done much or whatever, but. I remember you know, watching that movie, there's a whole bunch of, like, you know, uh, big actors and actresses. In that, really small parts. but In really small parts, yeah. that, you know. It's a like favor for the director Either a favor or, or they were just starting out or right. something like that, you know. Did,
2: uh, so did you get kind of misty at the... Uh, Adam Sandler scenes in rain over me.
3: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I, that that's a classic uh, example of what he, what Jeff's talking about with Dennis Leary being primarily a funny guy playing serious roles. Adam Sandler's tried to do that recently, you know, with a, with a few different movies, and uh, like Jim Carrey has done that in a few different movies. Yeah. And, uh he pulled it off, man. Yeah, really, mean, he, he really like made you feel for him and like. It, like what would happen to me if I was in that situation? I'd probably go fucking crazy too yeah, and play completely. video games and spend my money on <laughs> records, you know. And yeah. Like, wow. Lock myself away in my house,
1: you know. Yeah. I mean, like, well,
2: yeah, it's it really official, man. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna put it in my queue this cool. week, and uh, I'll I'll let you guys know next week what I think of it.
2: All right, um, um, do you want to talk about next week? What we're doing? Yeah, next
1: week we are going to do the Scorsese, uh, uh, amazing uh, instant classic, the instant The Departed. Uh, So, we'll be doing our our review of The Departed and then our two top five lists. The first one will be uh, top five great actors doing a shitty role, and that's in reference to the fact that I don't think anybody would have, anybody coming out of uh, the theater after Titanic, would have thought that DiCaprio could have done what he did in The Departed. So, that's our first top five. Uh, And then our second top five is Adam? Um, I
2: can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what is it?
1: I totally spaced You don't remember? Deep, deep cover. Deep, oh, Top yeah. five, yeah, top five deep undercover movies. So nice. the, the okay. main character, uh, you know, his trials and tribulations. Like you don't find
2: out they're undercover till the end. Or, well, maybe or not, not even that. It doesn't
1: have to be that, but it can okay. just be like, you know, how much would it fuck you up if you had to pretend to be a different person for however many years or whatever. Sure. So uh, we'll do those two and mm-hmm. our movie of The Departed. This has been episode 10. Andy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Sarah. Hopefully we'll see you around these parts more often. I would like to join again. (laughs) Uh, We would love to have you. All right. uh, Everybody take it easy, and we'll see you in a week. Thanks. Bye. Later.